Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Charles Boda. Hey, folks. And Steve Porter. Hello. All right. So this week, uh, Steve had a great idea uh, for a show. Um, uh, What constitutes a good dining experience at Disney World? Uh, We do a lot of reviews uh, of various restaurants around property, both quick service and table service. And I thought, you know, uh, this would be kind of could be an interesting discussion topic. What constitutes a good dining experience? Now, the minute you mentioned it, the first thing that went through my mind was, um, you know, it, it, it comes. It's also expensive. Mm-hmm. It's also expensive. So, I, I mean, value for money for me has to has to really come first. And you know, what goes into that? Well. What quality is the food? Um, what, what what kind of service? You know how 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 seamless is the experience? But I also want to make sure for the points of this discussion, something that we tend to overlook being three particular people at this table that do not have children. Um, something I've heard repeatedly from uh, from 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 parents that they will forgive bad food and they will forgive bad service. If their children are having a great time, mm-hmm. so I think we need to kind of factor that in to to our discussion. But Steve, let's talk to you. Yeah. What makes uh, what you know what 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 constitutes a good dining experience for you? Yeah. So I figured breaking it down into different elements of you know all these different reviews that we've done and was a good idea. And I think for me, you touched on it a little bit, but I think. A huge one is the service. Uh, you expect a lot out of the service that you're going to get at the Disney parks um, because they're kind of known for that. You're used to that cast member experience that you don't get other places. Um, and I think in dining, that can really be a hit or miss in your experience. We've had so many different times when we say on a bunch of different of our reviews, uh, you know, this place wasn't that good, but, you know, our server really made it great. Or, you know... The food is great, but that server is horrible, and it dampened the whole thing. And it can totally do a 180 on the entire experience, just dependent on that, really, on that one person. Um, so I think that was a big one. Another one for me, um, and it's kind of specific to Disney, and that's why I wanted to address it, but was uh, the location of the restaurant. Because there are a lot of restaurants... I know this sounds odd, but there are a lot of restaurants at Walt Disney World that could be really, really good, but are not convenient and conducive to your vacation um, in that a place like Il Molino is a great Italian eatery at uh, the Swan and Dolphin. But if you're having a theme park day or something, that's not an easy place to, oh, we're just going to pop over there for lunch. Um, so finding... Well, they only serve dinner. Or dinner. And... Or, or dinner, yeah. But uh, finding places where you can... You know, go go about your theme park day, but also not have to go an hour out of the park and get your car and drive over to a certain location on the other side of property. So it all makes sense. Uh, I think that can actually be a huge part of having a good dining experience is something that's convenient to your day. Mm-hmm. What about you, Charles? I uh, It's odd because the thing that's most important to me. Um, actually gets misused or used as an excuse all the time to, for, to drop the ball in other areas. And that's theming, right? I'm at a theme park. I want immersion wherever I am, honestly. And you can get away with 
not terrible food, but you can get away with slightly more subpar food. And service is important. Um, and I'll remember that for a little while, and I, I do want that Disney service. But for me, a lot of the memories stem from the unique settings and environments I'm in. Mm -hmm. And I really prefer when the menu is is a lot of thoughts put in, and that's accurately themed to the settings and environment I'm in. It's a theme park. I want theming. I want immersion. Um, I want a fun, unique place that I can't find anywhere else in the world. That's what I want from it if I'm paying that kind of money. The only problem is that when I say this, the, a lot of the places that come to mind use that as a reason to drop the ball in their food areas. So Be Our Guest is the prime example for me. It's the second I thought about how important theming is to me, I'm like, well, think of one of the best themed restaurants in the parks, Be Our Guest. But they drop the ball so much with their food. San Angel and I should love because it's very immersive. But um, on the other hand, we recently uh, did Beer Garden in the Germany Pavilion. Also very immersive, but the food wasn't fantastic. Our review wasn't, oh my God, you have to eat, you have to try their buffet. On the other hand, it was good. And that's all I want. And the I server, want, and our yeah. server was really, and, really good. And, and I think that good. absolutely yeah. did raise the, yeah. you know, raise the overall impression. This was the same, I think, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, um, a lot of people were surprised by the more positive nature of my recent review of Tony's Town Square. Yes, myself and included. I, <laughs> I understand. Um, I think part of that was because our server there was so extraordinarily good. One yeah. of the best I've had in a very long time. Um, and, and, and for me, um, I, I think it really does come down to, I don't mind spending money on a meal. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Um, but I want to feel like I've gotten value. If you're going to charge me $60 for a steak, I'm looking at you, LaCellier. Um, that better be among the best pieces of beef I have ever tasted. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, then you have failed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then you have failed. You but I also think that for that money, and this is, okay, so let me come back to my original point about parents with kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and the place I have heard this feedback the most is the dreaded Hollywood and Vine, which I ta have taken a call calling Hollywood and Slime, because I think the food is so absolutely atrocious, ridiculously overpriced. Um, but this is where I hear a lot of parents, yeah, it is overpriced, and yeah, the food isn't that good, but my kids absolutely go insane mm -hmm. for the character interaction mm -hmm. and the character experience. And I, you know, and, and my feeling is this, and I don't have the prices for Hollywood and Vine right in front of me, but I'm, I'm almost positive for dinner they're north of $50 for yeah. adults. For that price, you should not have to be choosing. You should get all of it. You should get great food. You should get great service. And you should get great character interaction. Because Disney knows how to do all three of these things. And there's no excuse at this stage of the game that there is any location on Disney property that isn't doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood and Vine is a repeat offender. You're looking at me like you have something for Yeah, uh, I just brought up the prices. Uh, Hollywood and Vine is $50 for adults, $30 for children. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I get and understand. You know, when I remember um, one year when uh, my nephew and his wife had their kids in town and we went to Akershus mm -hmm. for... I'm pretty sure it was a lunch buffet. Um, the food was absolutely dreadful. 
but my niece, my grandniece, who at the time I want to say was five, four or five, mm-hmm. was absolutely over the moon with the princesses. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because she went to, I think it was Cinderella, and she had an obsession at, at, at this point in her life. She had an obsession with shoes. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to know if Cinderella was wearing the glass slippers. So she lifted up the bottom of her dress. And of course, Cinderella was wearing capizios, okay? <laughs> she was wearing like little leather dance shoes that were flats. Thank and you, you could... for explaining that because I had no idea what a capizio was. <laughs> no clue either. Bless your not from the 1980s heart. Because um, I just dated myself with capizios. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, they're like like just like flat dance shoes type thing. Yeah. So they're very basic, very mm-hmm. basic shoes, really comfortable actually. Um, I don't even know if they make capizios anymore, but anyway, not part of the discussion. Um, <laughs> and I've got a producer back there who's sweating bullets because there's a massive storm moving in, and we have to get this, we have to get this wrapped up pretty soon. But um, I, you know, that whole experience. Oh, speak of which, you can see the lightning behind you. Know, you. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, uh, special effects by God, um, you know. So, you know, and when I think about that meal, and I think about how awful and expensive it was, but how much Victoria just absolutely loved it, and the cute little things she did, mm-hmm. and the pictures we have from it, it does change my impression of the value of it. So, what goes into the value is really very personal. Well, I think intention also has a lot to do with it too. For instance, in Park. Theming is pro- like might be the most important because I'm in park resorts or Disney Springs. I find myself focused on different things, and the same I think might be true with parents and children. For instance, um, if if you're going to have one of those special moments in a character dining, you care less about the food. However, if the parents are getting um, you know if they're going more for like an adult celebration dinner of like a you know a anniversary or something like that, then they might care less about theming and obviously not characters and want to hit up like a more less themed but more high-end establishment then food and service becomes more important right now thinking about what is important to you Mm -hmm. what's the best restaurant and property oh uh i was not ready for this uh you were not i will say i mean i think this is gonna almost be around the table in agreement but for me personally i think we can i'm assuming we're gonna agree that it's california grill Okay. What about you, Charles? This is this is really difficult. Um, I like it would be easier, especially if, saying theming is very yeah, important to it, you. It would be easier if categories were involved. Well, theming and setting, and the thing is, California Grill has the fireworks and the the lights dimmed in that beautiful setting. So I still don't feel like I'm in a regular restaurant, but I, you know, I don't. This is difficult. Um, all right. Well, then we'll come back to you yeah. and let me, because we're all going to die here in about five minutes <laughs> yeah, if we don't wrap I'm this I'm looking show. at the lightning over your shoulder um, trying to answer. For me, um, yeah, California Grill absolutely hits the bar with outstanding food and what I feel I'm getting value for my money without spending uh, something, uh, the amount of money that requires a mortgage payment. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm going to go with. Right, other than I, that. I, but I will say this. I will say this. In terms of families, in terms of if I had my grandniece and grandnephew here and I wanted to hit the three things I said were important that you should not have to choose between good food, good service, and great character experience, mm-hmm. hands down, no questions asked, Tusker House and Animal Kingdom. 
hands down, mm, yeah. especially for breakfast, especially for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So, okay, now to you. <laughs> that's that's um, it's that is really difficult. Um, uh, you know, Sanaa is up there. Um, slight, maybe not immersive theming, but it's got the animals, so you do feel the animal kingdom. I'm in a safari kind of aspect. Their food is, uh, they've got a lot of great options for diverse. Sanaa, good amount. save. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of diverse options for different palettes, and their service was phenomenal when I was there, but I, it's, it's too categorical. I can't, like, don't quote me saying Sanaa is my, the best restaurant on property. It's just... But it certainly it certainly uh, exemplifies it exemplifies a lot of the qualities I really really look for. And it was one of the first dining reviews you ever did. I, was it? Yeah, oh, one of the oh. first ones you ever did. Yeah. I have to change mine real quick. Uh, <laughs> the Hoop Do Do review is actually my favorite dining experience. I think it's quintessential Disney World experience that you can have, uh, and it kind of hits. It doesn't have the greatest location that you. It's not inside the parks, but I think it does hit all the other things that we. It's mentioned. really easy to hit if you're in the Magic Kingdom. True. It's a boat ride across the uh, across. Uh, Bay Lake. Lake. Yeah. So, all right. So we have to wrap because, unfortunately, uh, I I would have liked this to go on a little bit longer, but we are working against the weather. And uh, so that is going to do it for this episode of the Disney Dining Show. Uh, Have a great week, everybody.